Amen. Good morning. That wasn't bad for a Sunday after Easter, so it's good to see you guys. Hey, last week was pretty awesome. Uh, it wasn't pretty awesome. It was very awesome. I, I want to tell you, we had the largest crowd we've ever had, and you expect that on Easter. Although we're, we're a church that started tipping. Early on in our experience, our Easter Sundays and our Christmas services, uh, those type events, would, our attendance typically fail because people went to their family churches. What we're noticing now is we've become the family church, and you're bringing your families here. But we had this amazing crowd. The excitement was awesome, and, and I just want to thank you guys for that. It was amazing. Uh, before I get started, though, I've got I've to things change so quickly. Things change so quickly. Um, I just got to sh- share some news. It's just it's devastating to me, so let me just get right to it. Uh, many of you, I'm looking around, and some of you guys have been here since this church started and was founded. And one of the families that was with us when we started this church was Bob and Karen Belcher. Bob has looked after our finances from day one. He's, he's just been diligent about that, he and his wife, and they've been awesome. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, Bob passed away last night. Very unexpected. And, and I'm sorry to have to tell you that way, but uh, been with the family since early this morning. And I, I can't give you a lot of details, and there are no arrangements, but, but Bob has passed away. What we can do, what we can do is be in prayer. We can pray for the family. Uh, you don't need to pray for Bob. Bob is in heaven right now rejoicing. That's the hope we have because of what we talked and talked about last Sunday. And, and listen, I, I could just preach on this because this is really when we, we, when we should shine. I mean, listen, my heart's broken, and this is what most people don't know. I knew Bob before I knew ministry. Uh, I've known Bob since 19, Tammy and I were talking about this morning, since 1986. I worked for Bob's dad when I got out of college, Uh, and Bob is an amazing man. But this I know, Bob is in heaven right now. He's probably sitting and talking to Jim. He hadn't seen his dad in a long time, and he's, he's rejoicing. But, but we've got a family that this church has already taken care of, have been since about 2 o'clock this morning. One of the pretty neat things to me, we've been working really hard on small groups. I saw small groups work last night because part of their small group has been with them since we found out he passed away. So keep them in your prayers. Uh, sorry to have to, t- t- but I thought you, you guys need to know that. Uh, but just keep them in your prayers. Uh, as, the, as the arrangements come up, we'll try to get that out. You can probably go on our website or Facebook, I guess, and, and we'll try to post them on there. Plus, I'm sure they'll be in the paper. But uh, Bob was, uh, Bob was quite, quite, a, quite a man, and he was a good friend, and he was, a good, uh, he was, just a, he was a saint. So uh, we'll just keep him in our prayers. So as, as the day goes on, and you just, just, if you think about it, stop and lift up Karen and Tiffany and, and Miss Belcher. You know, one of the things, uh, you never expect to bury your children, and Miss Belcher is burying her son now. So uh, my prayers, my heart's really heavy for that but they will get through it because they have the same hope we do but like I said last Sunday was amazing and because of last Sunday we have this great hope Uh, I I have this great peace that Bob is in heaven and and that's good I miss my friend but 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 I have this great peace that Bob's in heaven and last Sunday was amazing we had all these people here and I love the excitement kids kids classrooms were bulging I mean Tammy I I don't know we talked about it It was kids everywhere and that that is so awesome uh, breakfast out of this world. What was interesting to me, and, and I want to I tell you guys, first of all, I sincerely apologize. We ran out of seating, which we knew we were going to. We can't stretch the building yet. We're trying to figure out if we can put a second layer of tables, like right above the, the one on the floor, but we're trying to figure it out. But I want to I tell you, and I'm being sincere, I'm, I apologize that we ran out of seating capacity. On the flip side of that, I want to thank you guys that we ran out of seating capacity. I mean, you, you need to think about it. That's awesome that you, you, you took it upon yourself to invite guests and bring family and friends, and hopefully they heard something that, that will change the way they think and maybe, maybe help drive them a step closer to Christ. But I want to thank you guys for that. That was awesome that we did that. But I am, I am going to apologize that we did run out of seating capacity. Now, the upside, the fun side of that for me is, is my Savior rose from the dead 
on the third day, I think he'll help us figure out how to overcome a seating problem. Uh, actually, I don't think. I know he will. I don't know the answer to that. I, I, you know, I like to think out and project sometimes. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so next Easter, do we plan on three or four services, or have we expanded the building? I, I don't know. I don't know. That'll be up to you guys. If you continue to invite and we continue to encourage and we see people to continue to come, then who knows where we'll be next year this time. I know where we've how we've progressed. I mean, a year ago, we didn't have this, this service. And a year ago, this would have been about one service. Now we'll have about, uh, we'll, we'll have probably 300 people here today. So that's pretty exciting. Probably have a little over 300, I would guess, based on this crowd. So the, the progression is amazing. So I, I just want to say thank you. Hang on. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. And, and, and you know, I, I'll keep reflecting back. And I'm thinking when, when the church works well, we can do this and we can minister to families that are grieving right now. And that's, I think that's the, what the local church was really called to do, is to, sh- is to share the hope of the world, which is Jesus Christ, and to be able to care for those who are here and who aren't here. So we're going to do that. But today, I, I just, I, I've been so excited and had so much fun with the direction we've been talking about was Jesus and, and his life and the amazing things. going to kind of stay on that, but I wanna, we're going to change it up just a little bit today. But I want to talk about something that I, I, it's just an interesting thing to me. It's a concept that... It's so much common sense, but yet it's one at times that just completely baffles us. And it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's, in, it's just cause, it's, it's cause and effect. It's cause and effect. We all, we all know what that means. We do things and it has, it has an effect or a reaction. I mean, all cause and effect is it's the relationship between events and things and what happens. And, and we deal with it every day. And normally it's just common sense. I mean, we don't have to struggle with it. We don't have to wrestle with it. We can, we can just look at it right down the center and it makes perfect sense. And I'll give you some practical examples. I brought some of my toys up here today. Cause and effect can be this simple. There's a lot of cause and effect here, but cause and effect is there's power in this thing. I hope it came on. I don't want to shine it in your eyes. Cause and effect, I flip the switch and guess what? Light comes on. Cause and effect, I turn the switch off. Light, hope goes off. It did. Now, you, you can go, there's all kinds of things, cause and effect, somebody manufactured this thing. I mean, we can just go back and forth with that. It's just common sense, and we don't wrestle with that. I got to think about it, and this one's a little more, and you knew I had to bring some toys, but cause and effect, a balloon. We all know what happens. You blow them up, I hope. Don't need any hot air jokes. You were thinking it, I know. So there you go, cause and effect. I, I blow it up. And it holds air. It's pretty amazing. You knew I couldn't let this go, though. Here's the other cause and effect of this. I had to bring my toys. Don't get nervous, but call it, you, you, you stick it and it blows up. Blows up. That's kind of the negative sometimes when it comes to cause and effect. But <laughs> it's pretty much common sense. Certain actions will have certain reactions. Without saying, uh, there's some laws to that, I think, out there. But, but it, to me, it's just, it's just practical, common sense. But Here's where the pushback comes. Here's where the problem begins with, with cause and effect. It, it gets a little fuzzy sometimes when it's based on bad behavior. And, and, and this is one we wrestle with sometimes. Our bad behavior can have, is a cause, and it has certain effects on it. But what I've noticed is we, we want to deny the cause when it has these negative effects on us. Have you, and some of you can relate to this. You've, you've all done things, the cause, and then the, you had these effects, and it wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't positive. So the cause was, was this, the effects was this, and it didn't go well. It actually was very negative. So I, I guess a good example of that would be most of us, as I look around in here, have driver's license and we drive. And this is the, the, here's what I've seen happen. Listen, I'm, I'm, 
The cause is I'm driving 55 and a 35. You don't have to raise your hands, but some of you probably, I'm going to bet somebody here's broke speed limit at one time or another. So I'm driving over the speed limit. That's the cause. Guess what the effect is when the guy's sitting there with that little gun radar on you? And he says, you know you're going 55 and a 35. And the effect, the cause is I'm driving too fast. The effect is, guess what? He's going to give me that little pink slip of paper. Cause and effect. And, and here's, where the, here's where the pushback comes. Now, now, now all of a sudden everything gets turned upside down with that. That's no longer the cause and effects out of line. And it shouldn't have happened that way. Because here's what I know. If I were to get a speeding ticket, the cause is this. It was a bad law. Because that was a straight stretch of road, and the, the speed limit, we all know, should have been 55 miles an hour. So the cause was a, was, the cause was a bad law. Y'all would agree with me on that, wouldn't you? I mean, if you get a speeding ticket, we all know the cause was a bad law. It, it's kind of crazy. Now, here's, here's the effect to it now. Since it's a bad law, now my rights have been violated. I mean, think about it. It's bad law, so my rights have been violated. So the cause and effect, now, now it's all out of whack, and it's all, it's all out of line. It's all messed up. And we can go on and on and on and on with those kind of examples. I mean, one of them I think about that really uh, causes me some pain is, is my dentist. I don't know if he's here or not. A lot of times he's here. He'll probably be here second service. Man. He's told me I need to brush my teeth because if I don't, guess what the effect of that is? Cavities. And guess what I've found is associated with a cavity? A bill. <laughs> yeah. Forget the pain, man. It's the bill. My wallet hurts a lot worse than my mouth does. I mean, it gets crazy. But that, it's just practical stuff. And, and this is something I've learned in our, in our spiritual life, in our spiritual walk. We, we have the same pushback when it comes to cause and effect with our spiritual life. And, and, and God and or Jesus kind of turns all of that upside down. They take this cause and effect principle, and they really, they really turn it just upside down on its head. And, and it's kind of on you and I because we go back to, well, it's, a, it's an unjust law. That's the problem. That's, that's where this all starts. And that's not the case. But I want to I talk about that a minute. And I'll tell you, there's, there's great biblical models for it. And, and I've been talking about Jesus, but today we're going to go all the way back to the Old Testament. Because I think there's a, there's a really good model that we see in the Old Testament when it comes to cause and to effect. Cause and effect. And what happens when God gets involved and what happens is we'll find out when Jesus gets involved to this cause and effect syndrome. Because in the Old Testament... We read, and if you're a Bible person, you know this. You know a lot more about it than I do. If you're not a Bible person, this may be kind of new to you. But in the Old Testament, there were these prophets. And they, they, they came to give us information and to forewarn us. There was major prophets and there was minor prophets. Now, let me, let me give you a quick lesson there. A, a, a major and a minor prophet doesn't mean one's less blessed or inspired than the other. It really doesn't. A good example is Joel, who we're going to talk about, was considered a minor prophet. A major prophet is Isaiah. Usually what the difference was in a major and a minor, a, a minor prophet's book, his letters or books he wrote were much shorter. For example, Joel's is about three chapters. Isaiah, on the other hand, considered a major prophet, wrote 66 chapters. Part of that is because usually a minor prophet dealt with a very narrow issue. Their cause and effect was going to be much smaller. Isaiah, on the other hand, dealt with a broad sweep of issues. So it's, it's a bigger, it's a more detailed, uh, more encompassing uh, piece of, of, of literature that we're reading and, and works that we're studying there. But, but the same is true with both. One's just as inspired as the other, and one's just as important as the other. But in this case, it's just that Joel really spoke to, to one thing. And what he was speaking to was the cause of Judah, the southern kingdom, is because they had, had lost their focus, they had lost their way with God. 
And in and, and my world, I know what's going to happen if you lose your way. If I lose my way with, with God, if I lose my way with Christ, and, and if my cause is going against him, the effect is never going to be good. That's the way it works. If I break the speed limit, I'm going to get a ticket, cause and effect. If I break God's rule, the cause is I broke his rule, the effect is there, there's, there's really condemnation. There really is. But what the other problem with that is I've learned, and this is where we, 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 we're going to get nervous, is there's, there's worldly consequences too. And I've said this a hundred times. I've never seen anybody have to apologize for living out biblical principles. I just haven't. Well, I, I'm in trouble because I was honest and didn't steal. Well, th- you may be in trouble for that, but it's not a problem because that's godly principle. But people, I see people constantly having to apologize for not living out godly principles, and that's cause and effect. It, you, you, the, the cause is you, you, you were disobedient, and the effect is usually pain and punishment. God has a way of turning all that upside down, though, and that's what's really interesting to me when I started, and I don't even know how I got on Joel. That's really of interest to me. How I, how I got into it and, and started studying this. But here's the thing I also learned. You see, God didn't send these prophets to scream and shout at, at the people that they were talking to. He, he sent these prophets to forewarn them, to give them a warning. And you know why? Because he knew the cause was going to lead to a lot of problems for them. Isn't that amazing? So he's already turning it upside down. He says, you, and, I can, and I, can, I can see it in my life, and I can feel it when I'm doing things. I'm thinking, okay, you know there's nothing good going to come out of that. I'm going 75 miles an hour down the interstate that's 55, and I'm going, there's nothing good as I pass that highway patrolman going to come out of this. And our, our lives are the same way. Our spiritual lives are the same way. You know when you're doing things that aren't right, when they're disobedient, when they're out of line. You know, listen, we talked about Jesus, Jesus brought this new command to love each other. You know when you're not loving people the way we should. We, we, we do, we feel it, we, we can feel it deep down and we, we know it. But here's what we don't want to acknowledge is the consequences. We, we, they're not our fault, they're God's fault, right? He made the law, it's, it's His fault. If He wouldn't have made that law, I could treat them any way I want. But that's not the case. It's not the case at all. But here's, here's the, the beauty of, of what... God has done, and he did it through his son, Jesus. But in Joel, this is really interesting. Now, you've got to understand, these people are on a crash and burn path. They're about as disobedient as they can be. And I'm not gonna, I can't go through this whole story, but basically, Joel's writing, it's going to be like an army attack. He talks about the locusts, and they're eating everything, and they're going to devour everything. There's a lot of repercussion for, your, for the cause, and the, and the, the effect is going to be devastation. For Judah, this, this, this southern kingdom, it's going to be complete devastation. But this is, this is where God turns all this side, upside down. See, he don't want you to suffer the, the, the devastation. That's not what he came for. Actually, that's not what he sent his son for. It's that you would suffer his, 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 so that you would kind of avoid it and avert the condemnation and the damnation and the pains and the sufferings that we go through. So in Joel, this is pretty interesting, picking it up. This is what we read in chapter 2, verse 12. And this, this is powerful. Think about it. Now, this is a group of people that their cause right now is completely outside of God's will. Their obedience is gone. They're, they're idols, you name it, whatever, they're about as ungodly as you can be. And this is, what, this is what we read in chapter 2, verse 12. Even now, I love that. Remember that. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Who knows, he may turn and have pity and leave a blessing behind. 
That's pretty amazing if you think about cause and effect. So the cause has already been done. They're out of line. Their, their obedience is gone. They're completely uh, disobeying God and what he, they've been called and commanded to do, again, living by the laws and all that. They've completely blown, blown that. And yet God says, listen, I understand cause and effect. We don't understand cause and effect. If you don't turn your lives around, this is what's going to happen. But, but he didn't come to, to see that happen. He didn't want that to happen. God doesn't want to see us suffer. That's why he sent his son. But in this case, he says, listen, 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 even now, because I hear people say, well, you don't know how bad I've been. You need to hear that loud and clear. I don't care where you're at. I don't care where you've been. Because the prophet Joel said, even now, even now, even now, even now, he can change everything. He can change everything. There's something else in here that really kind of jumped out at me as I was studying this. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart. And when I saw the word rend, R-E-N-D, I thought, what the heck does that mean? So I, you, you do what you do. You do a, a, a word study. And in Hebrew, rend means to cut out. To cut out. But notice what he said. Notice what he, rend your heart. Rend your heart. Cut your heart out. Because that's where it's at. Cut, now, don't take that literal, but really you, you should. Because what? <laughs> read the whole thing. Rend your heart, not your garment. See, we want to make this outward change. We want to make this outward. So people say, well, they think I'm doing better now. Listen, that's not a change. That's called a fad. Uh, and this is what God said. He said, listen, if you want to see true change, if you want to avoid the, 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 the effects of that cause, then you've got to rip out your heart. You've got to cleanse your heart. You've got to purify your heart. You've got to find it in your heart to have change. That's where the, heart, that's where the change comes from, is inside, driven by driven by. Our heavenly Father. You've got to rend your heart. It's, a, it's all about an inward change. It's all about an inward change. I see people get emotional. We get excited. We come to church and pastor says something or somebody, you hear some music, and you get all excited and you, you have this emotional change and, you, you, you know, everything's just changed. But did you, did, you, did you rip out your heart? Did you rend your heart? Has it been changed? Has it, truly, you got, I'm serious, guys, you got to think about this. Because I see this so many times. People say, well, I, I know I messed up and I've done this, and I'm, I'm changing. I've made changes. Well, I see them change their clothes, but then they come back six weeks later and they're having the exact same problem. You know why? They, they didn't rend their heart. They didn't change their heart. And that, that's kind of painful, and it goes back to cause and effect. So if that's the cause, then guess what? The effect's going to be the same. It's going to be pain. It's going to be pain, and, and it's going to hurt. And that's not what God had in mind. That I know. And he, he listen, he, I, I hear, well, well, God's not just and he's not fair. Oh, my gosh, he's the most merciful, graceful person I've ever read about or ever known in my life. Because he said, even now, even now, even when you've messed up, even when you've been disobedient, even when you've been out of my will and my grace, even now, if you will turn to me, if you will rip out your heart, you can avoid the effects. Now, people say, but, but Mark, I've, I've done that and I still hurt. And listen, my dentist, uh, think about it this way. That's true. You may still feel the effect. If, if I eat a bunch of candy and I rot my teeth out, I'm going to feel the pain, but my dentist will fix them. He will. Now, the pain, he can't alleviate the pain I've had, but he will fix them. Jesus won up that. All your sins, all your transgressions, and we'll get more to that. All, Jesus can, listen, that's why he came. He can't, he won't necessarily take away the effects of the problems you've done if you if you've had an affair on your spouse you've hurt them that damage is done but you are forgiven through jesus christ when you rend your heart 
Amen. Yeah, thank you, Barry. Amen. That's just right down the center, isn't it? He, he, listen, the pain's done. The, the, pain, the pain is done. But, but he can, he, the consequence, the effect, he, he will take the effect away. Because the effect, when you really get right down to it, and what's important, the effect is, is this, when we're talking about sin, is death. That's the effect we're really talking about is death. And Jesus can, through, through dying on the cross, he can take it away. Listen, I, I'll tell you why I say that. If you go to John 3, 16, it said, For God so loved the world. You guys know it. Come on. For, for, John so loved, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Cause and effect. You messed up. He sent his son so you didn't have to perish. That's pretty good stuff, guys. That's pretty good stuff, and that's right down the center, John 3, 16. Most of you know that. But here's the thing, and I love this. i, I got to share this with you. T and Tammy actually got me started on this. Actually, that's how I got into Joel. Thank you. I forgot that. You got me in Joel. But, but the, even now is what jumps out at me because I know this. We've all messed up. We've all sinned. We've all made mistakes. And even now, even now, my Savior can, can wipe away the effects, even now. He's an even now God. When you get right down to it, if you, if you want to flip over, if you want to see the effects of this in a different way, jump over to, you don't have to do this, I got it for you. In John 11, we're reading about Lazarus, and Lazarus is sick, and actually he's died. And it's, it's, they've, they've reached out to Jesus and said, you need to come, Mary and Martha, and they said, you need to get here. Lazarus is going to die, and Jesus kind of lollygagged around, and, and he died, and he died. But listen, listen to what Martha said when she finally gets Jesus. She said, Lord, Martha, Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. If you read the rest of the story, Lazarus walked out of the grave. He'd been dead for four days. But even now, even now, God will give you what you asked for. Isn't that exciting? Because our cause and our effects, our causes always cause us problems. So many times, listen, and something I've learned is, is, is negative causes almost without exception, the, the, the effect is always greater than, sometimes maybe equal to, but always greater than the cause, the effect is worse. Again, I, I'll go to marital uh, uh, infidelity, cheating on your spouse. doesn't just affect you, it affects everybody around. The effect is always greater than. Almost without exception, it's always greater than. Always. But even now, even now, it's what we read, even now. God can take it away. So much so, so much so, that he did it through his son Jesus. He, he, he did. He took, away, he took away this judgment. Even now. And, and he did it. I mean, think about cause and effect. Think about it. And this is, this is tough. Some of you will, will, will wrestle with this. Some of you might even get mad at me at this. But cause and effect. Our sins, I, I'm almost scared to say this. Our sins put Jesus on the cross. That's cause and effect. Mine and your sins put Jesus on the cross. Because somebody had to erase the effect. And that could only be done through the blood of Jesus. Boy, y'all got real quiet on that one. You think about it. You go all the way back to Genesis 3. If Adam and Eve hadn't sinned, then does Jesus have to go to the cross? And I think not. Because without sin, there's no reason for him to die for our sins. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Comes from the fact that man and woman sinned. So cause sin, put Jesus on the Christ to erase the effects of. Man, y'all are looking at me like a deer in the headlight right now. Woo! I don't know what I've hit on here, but I can see it. I can almost feel a little tension in here. 
But, but we want to listen. Here's the go-to, man. It's God's fault. It's God's fault that I've been. He made these crazy rules. He made these crazy rules that I should and can't and do. And No, 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 no. Guess what? He created you and I. He can make any rule he wants. Any rule. But here's his love and his grace and his mercy. Because he knew we couldn't keep them. He sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. And even now, I really like that. The even now part. Because I, I, you go back to the Old Testament. I mean, you can go all the way back. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with weeping, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious and compassionate. He is not mean and He is not evil. He is gracious and compassionate. And today we see that from what we celebrated last week, His Son Jesus, who died on the cross for mine and your sins, rose on the third day so we could overcome the effects of sin. I, this is what I love about this thing. This is what I love about this book. When you really cut to the chase of it, it is so simple. It is so simple. You, you and I, by nature, born into sin. You can't get around that. Please, and please don't go, I don't sin. Yes, you do. You just sinned. You lied. If you tell me, tell me that, sorry, you just sinned because you're now a liar. Now I can hear it now. Well, our pastor called us a liar today. Guess what? You are, if you make that comment. Sorry. But isn't this amazing that, that, that God knew that? He knew we weren't going to be able to, 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 to be this perfect. So he said, even now, even now, I'm, I'm going to show you how this, I mean, this is, we keep talking about Jesus turns everything upside down. He turns this one completely upside down two or three times. I, listen, as a, as a boy, I could be a little hard-headed at times. Cause and effect, Mark, don't do this, Mark does this, Mark gets punished. Mark, don't do this, Mark does it again, Mark gets punished again. You know the story, don't touch the hot stove, it'll burn, ouch. Don't sin, it will cause, ouch. Don't, and we still did it, we still did it. But God says, wait a minute, wait a minute, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. So even now. Even now, you can, you can find redemption in my son, Jesus, who died on the cross and rose on the third day. It's powerful. It's powerful. It, but here's the, here's the commitment on our part, and this is the, I've got to turn to him. You, you and I can't, can't take the consequences away. We can't, we can't take the, the, the effects, the event away, the cause and the effect. We can't deny the effect. You sin, there's an effect to it. People get hurt. You get hurt. And, and I tell you, the ultimate is, is this. Sin leads to death. Sin leads to death. It leads to a spiritual death. And, and you really need to grab hold of this because even now, even now, there's an out, and the out is Jesus. Our sins put him on the cross. It's kind of, a, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Our sins put him on the cross so he could forgive us of our sins. Even now. If we will simply turn to him. That's, that's the only thing I can see in there that he asks and requires of us. Absolutely requires. And I, I go back to the, the thief that died on the cross. I mean, I hear people say, well, you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to do this. Well, he told that guy on the cross that he'd be in heaven with him. He, he did. Come on now. If you don't, I'm sorry. If you, if you want to add all this stuff to it, then you go ahead. But I'm going with that. Because my Savior said, even now. Martha said, even now I know God would do what you ask. So even now, wherever you're at in your life, God will give you forgiveness through His Son, Jesus Christ, even now. 
And if you think you've got to do something, just look at the guy on the cross. Just look at the guy on the cross. He, hey, listen, he, he didn't walk down front to the, to the altar. He didn't. He was nailed to a cross. He wasn't baptized. I love baptism. We're going to be doing it before long. It's one of the greatest days in this church. I love it. That thief was not baptized. And, I, and listen, I believe this book. You know where he's at today? Bob Belcher may be talking to him. My dad may be talking to him. My grandfather's talking to him because he's in heaven. Because even at that moment, they can hear me back there, can't they? I need to calm down. Our kids just woke up. But I think that's what our Savior would want us to do is shout it. Quit walking around like you're scared. Shout it. Shout it out. Because even now, even now, he's not being mean. Listen, his rules are not mean. His rules were designed for you and I. He made us to be a masterpiece. His rules are designed so that we will be masterpieces. They just are. And, and, and this, is, this is the hope we have because I'm, I'm looking around. I, I, don't, I know most of you guys. There's a few in here maybe I don't know. I don't think I've met any of you as perfect. But yet, God, that's, God, that's his best for us. He wants his absolute best for us. And because he knew we, we wouldn't quite get there, he said, I'm, I'm going to send my son who's going to die on the cross for you. And you can turn to him. You can rip out your heart. You can, you can give it all to me. You can give it to my son who died on the cross for you. And even now, even now, you can overcome the, 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 the sin. You can overcome the spiritual death through my son, Jesus. And I'm telling you, as sure as I'm standing here, somebody will come up and say, but you don't know what I've done. My Savior does. And he died for you. And he rose again. So even now, even now, he will forgive you if you will simply call on his name people say well what does it mean to rip out i think it, when it talks about rending your heart it means to give it all to god to, to just pour it out to him he don't want you to rip out your heart he wants you to pour it out he, he wants you to make it bare to pour it out and say this is this is what i've done this is it man I'm, I'm, it's, it just pours out this is what i've done but i know even now with all this filling out all this filling out that you you even now it's forgiven the work was done on the cross and even now, we can rejoice. The, the pains, the effects of some of our actions, the consequences, listen, they linger. I know that. They last and they linger and they cause. The, it's always greater than or equal to. I've seen that so many times. Our, our, our unjust ways, our sinful ways, the consequences are always greater than. And they last and they linger. But the forgiveness is absolute. You need to remember that. The forgiveness is absolute. Absolute. Thank goodness. I, I, I hear these people talk about that and this work salvation stuff. I, I'd go nuts. I mean, you could never get the scales balanced. Wait a minute, I did this this way. Oh, it's this way. No, that's not what he said. He said it was done on the cross. You just have to confess. And even now, I'll hear you crying out. And I'll <laughs> open arms. Open arms. That's what he wants. He wants us to come to him. He said, just pour it out. Give it to me. And I'm standing there waiting on you. So I, this is kind of a simple message for me. Um, I, I love the Old Testament. I love the even now declares the Lord return to me with all your heart. Did you, isn't that amazing? Return to me. He's already saying, I know you've gone away from me. Well, if he says return to me, that implies you've gone away. And there may be somebody sitting out there today that's gone away. 
This ought to be great encouragement for you. Old Testament says, return to me, even now. Even now, and I love the end. He says, and who knows, may, <laughs> he may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing. Well, I believe this. This is me. The blessing he's left you and I, his name was Jesus. His name was Jesus. He may have pity. He had more than pity. He had compassion. Compassion and passion for us. So much so that he sent his son. He left behind a blessing and his, son was, and his name was Jesus. Because we had to have him. We had to have him. So today I would just encourage you. If you're here and you don't have Jesus. If you don't have Jesus, you need Jesus. You need You need Jesus. I'm not going to try to scare you. I'm not going to talk about you. You don't have another moment in your life to count on. I'm, that's not where I'm going with this. I'm telling you, you need Jesus. Even now. Why, why, would, why would, even now, regardless of where you're at, where you've been, even now, why wouldn't you call on the name of Jesus? Why wouldn't you just dump it out? It's, and listen, I'm telling you, I, I love the model of the, of the thief on the cross. I think it's that simple. Confess with your mouth. Confess with your mouth. And you'll be saved. Just Give it to, just give it to God. Give it to Christ. Father, I, I'm, you, can, you can pray this right now. Father, I'm a sinner. I've I, I messed up. I'm, my life is messed up. It's jacked up, and I've done so much. I don't know how you can forgive me. I don't know why you would forgive me. And I think what he's going is that's not your problem because it's already done. Your problem is pride, and you need to let go today and give it to me. You just need to let go today and give it to me because even now, even now, at your lowest and your darkest moments, I, I'm standing here with the brightest light you can, will ever imagine, you will ever see, and it's Jesus. You can give it to me. You can give it to him, and he'll take it away. So just pray. Just bow your heads if you need to do that. If you're here today and you don't have Christ, Father, I'm, I've sinned. I've messed up, and today I just I give it all to you. I give it all to you. I, 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 see, I, I hear, and I see, and I believe, and I give it all to you that you died for me. You died for me in my sins. You died for me in my future sins. I'm not perfect, and I know that, but today I give it to you. I need a Savior, and you're it, Father. You're the only one, Father. You're the only one that can take away my sins. You're the only one that can take away the effects of my causes. And that's spiritual death. So today I just give it to you. Father, I come to you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If, I, I believe this. If, if that's a prayer you've just said, then guess what? Welcome to the kingdom. Welcome to the kingdom today, man. There, there's a party going on in heaven right now. I, and you know what? I'll say this. Bob Belcher's up there as your biggest fan right now because he's going, man, if y'all only could see what I could see. There's a party going on in heaven. If you're here today and you have Christ, then, then know this. You, you have everything. You have, listen, you have everything. But I don't have money and my health. But no, you've got everything. You've got the only thing if you have Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your grace. We need your grace. We need your grace and we need your mercy because we're broken people, Father. And today we just turn to you. We just call on your name. And we know even now you hear us. You hear us in our call. You hear us in our pleas. We don't even have to beg, Father. We just have to ask. You've, the work has been done. The work was done on the cross. We've just got to call on your name to empty our hearts out to you, to give you the sins and the problems, and you will take them away. You've paid the price. Your son paid the price. The blood has washed it away if we'll just come to you. So thank you. Thank you so much, Father. 
Thank you for the hope we have in you. I, I, I would pray this, Father. Be, be with the Belcher family today as, as they're going through this just horrible time, as they've lost a son and a husband and a dad and a friend. And I just pray that you wrap your arms because I know this, even now we can find joy in you. For it's these things we pray in your holy name. Amen.